What's up, everybody? It's Jonathan. Hope everyone is having a great week leading up to Thanksgiving. Hope that you have some time off coming up with your families. Uh, if you're working this holiday season, I sincerely hope that uh, you have a safe shift that goes by quickly for you. And I wanted to just touch base with everyone today about a topic that has really just been on my mind for no other reason that it's on my mind. This isn't a this isn't a podcast episode that I have laid out formally like some of the others. This is me really just talking about what's on my mind for a couple of minutes. And what's on my mind today is hospital decompression. So we all know as healthcare providers, not just in Western Pennsylvania where I'm from, but everywhere, that the hospitals are busy. We are busy. And we go into the hospitals, and many a times we are left to wait for 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, even upwards of 60 minutes to transfer our patient from our EMS stretcher onto our onto the hospital bed. And that poses a problem for EMS because we often like to try to spin around and get back in service as quickly as we possibly can to go help our next patient and this becomes a problem. And I see, I spend a lot of time up at the hospital, not only working clinically, but uh, in and out of their teaching as an educator. And I see, I interact with a lot of EMS crews who are just kind of hanging out, waiting for beds. And I find a couple things um, very concerning about this. So so when I see them, I see them standing in, in sort of the foyer area, uh, waiting to be assigned a bed in front of the nurse's station. And what they're doing is oftentimes they're talking to the nurses, they're talking to each other, which is all great. We have to have those awesome personal and professional relationships, not just with our own colleagues, but with the hospital staff. And I think that that's great. But then sometimes what I notice is that we still have a sick patient on our stretcher that we're paying a little bit of less attention to. I think that sometimes we fall into this trap of we're in the hospital now, so now this patient's the hospital's problem. And although there are some MTALA laws that do indicate that that patient now has to be seen in the emergency department once they're there, they're still on our stretcher, so they're still our responsibility. We still have a responsibility to reassess that patient and to manage that patient pharmacologically. If we're waiting on a bed in the emergency department and that patient is still experiencing pain of whatever nature brought them there, we should still continue to remedicate re them. If that patient becomes nauseated, we should remedicate them with an antiemetic. If that patient is receiving cardiac monitoring, they should still be monitored while we are waiting in the while we are waiting in the emergency department, Dr. J.R. Pickett from Austin Travis County did an awesome podcast several years ago about keeping the monitor on. Patients do funny things when they're waiting for beds. A lot of times we'll see we'll see paramedics remove the cardiac monitor, leave it in the ambulance, and take the patient inside. If they were sick enough to require monitoring on the way to the hospital, they are sick enough to continue that monitoring while while they are waiting for a bed in the emergency department. So that is hugely important. It's critical that we keep that monitoring in place and we continue to provide that patient with whatever therapy they need, whether that be cardiac monitoring, pain management, oxygen therapy, whatever it is. So we have to continue taking, for, taking care of the patient. That's the first thing. The second thing that we need to remember is that we still have a duty of professionalism to that patient. Again, Yes, I think it's spectacular that we all have awesome relationships with ER staffs and each other. But while we still have those patients on our cots, 
we have to maintain that professionalism. Those patients shouldn't hear you talking about what you did last weekend. They shouldn't hear you talking with your partner about your plans after work. What they should hear is you talking to your partner about their clinical picture. How can we help make this person better? When we have those patients in front of us, yes, we do need to be people, but we need to be clinicians. We need to talk about that patient with that patient and our partner and make sure that we are providing them with the highest level of care that we possibly can. And then the other thing that we have to remember is that everyone is busy. EMS is busy. The ERs are busy. The physicians are busy. The nurses are busy. And if they had a bed to put you in, they would put you in that bed, right? Getting mad about the problem is not helping to solve the problem. Maybe the answer as EMS providers while we're waiting for those beds is if one of your crew members is able to stay with the patient because they're stable, the other crew member go and start to help flip some ED rooms around and free up some space for some patients. Ultimately, that's not a definitive solution. And certainly there are patients that we encounter that are able to go to the ER triage rooms or the ER waiting room or however that hospital sets it up. But generally speaking, if we can even help facilitate that turnover, that's hugely helpful. The other thing to remember is that not every single person that we encounter on the ambulance needs an emergency department. And this is a flaw in the system of EMS as we know it, at least here in Western Pennsylvania. In Western Pennsylvania, there is limited access to programs such as mobile integrated health and community paramedicine, ET3, and other programs like that. So if you are a if you are a EMS system who has the ability to transport those patients to alternative destinations or provide telemedicine consults, that's certainly something you should explore. Beyond that, if we are a patient that perhaps is okay to refuse, it's okay to let them refuse. I think a lot of times in EMS, we talk patients that don't want to go to the hospital into going to the hospital because it's sometimes more convenient for the EMS crew. And we have to remember that that's not always the best thing for the patient. So we have to disposition those patients appropriately. Again, whether that be to the emergency department, undoubtedly, if that's where they need to be, alternative destinations, if that's an option, or perhaps it's even a referral back into a program like mobile integrated health or community paramedicine. I think that those are things that we should all be thinking about. Additionally, if you're an EMS system that does non-emergency transfers or interfacility transports, we have to remember that that's not the glamorous part of this job. None, nobody particularly enjoys doing BLS level non-emergency transports, hospital discharges, doctor's appointments, etc. But those things are so critically important in helping these patients. And remember that just because you're a little bit irritated that you have to take that non-emergency transport, that patient still deserves the highest level of care you're able to provide to them because this is their moment. They're being discharged home. That's exciting. You should share in that excitement. Or they are going somewhere for rehab. That's an exciting step. We should share in that excitement. And if we can add that personal touch to the care that we provide to not only the patients, but their families, the staff at these facilities, where they understand that we understand they're busy and they understand that we are busy and that 
everybody working together helps make the world go round. I think that we are going to see the field of EMS and emergency medicine be exponentially more successful in 2023. So my ask of you this week of Thanksgiving is to remember that everyone is busy and to just be nice to these patients, to be nice to the staff members that you are encountering at the hospital. Do thorough exams on your patients. Continue to care for them while we are waiting in in the hospital uh, holding areas to get these patients dispositioned into a bed and live in their moment. Provide the top-notch customer service and emergency care that these patients deserve. And I assure you that you will find your career much more f- fulfilling and much more rewarding, and the patients will have a higher level of satisfaction with the service you provided. So that's what's been on my mind today, and I wanted to share that with everybody. Uh, we're going to be doing some upcoming podcasts on things like mobile integrated health. We're going to do medical mimics for psychiatric emergencies. We're going to do EMS antibiotic usage. So we have a lot of great things coming down the pike. So make sure that you check those out uh, in the weeks and months to come. And as always, we want to hear from you. Please don't hesitate to send us an email at clinicalconceptspodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, stay safe and do good care. Thank you.